Hey, welcome to Talk Comics to Me. We are doing this Zoom recording. Uh, we're dumb and can't do it over Instagram. I'll just say that. No, uh, we haven't quite mastered technology, apparently. That's not a lie. Uh, I am Chomp Chompenstein. I'm me. And this is Talk Comics to Me. Oh, God. See, I knew a dog would freak out. Uh, and I am at my parents' house, which is an absolute just joy. Let me tell everybody that right now. But at least you get to hang out with the chickens. Yeah, that's about the highlight of my time here. <laughs> Did they ever make it back into the, the coop? Yeah, every chicken has made it into the coop so far every night. So I think this is a success. Very nice. As far as I know, nobody's died yet. But... But you probably don't even know how many there were to begin with, right? Nope. All right. And I, and I haven't, you know, if they die off in some other land that I'm not walking to, then they're gone forever to me. They're gone. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. You start. It's comics. Okay. Um, I have Falcon and Winter Soldier. This is issue number three. Um, it's been so long since this book came out. I was reading it and I was like, I have no idea what's happening because the only reason I even got this book was because of that picture of Bucky with a cat zipped up in his jacket. Yeah. I was really saying, that's the only thing I know about that book. Yeah. But so apparently Hydra is coming back. And so Sam and Bucky are working together to figure out what's going on. They run into this kid who goes by the name Natural, who... He's really good at fighting. Uh, he beats them up. So in this issue, they go to his house because they find out who he is and they meet his parents who are huge Captain America fans. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, and they don't realize what their son is doing. So Sam and Becky offer to save him essentially from himself because he thinks what he's doing is good. While they're doing that, <clears throat> the parents convince them that, I don't know, maybe he'll listen to you if you guys are dressed as Captain America. <laughs> so they borrow some outfits and they go find the kid. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. Um, I really like the way they look in them because you can tell they're just not happy about it. But yeah, it's, I mean, the series is all right. I haven't been disliking it. I just completely forgot what was happening. They kept naming people, and I had no idea who they were talking about. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was thinking when I saw that the book came back, because I thought they had just, we're just going to release it digitally and just, like, say, fuck it. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought, too. They were supposed to do that with a lot of them. And I actually, just the other day, um, realized that that comic, Tomorrow, they did they must have done that with because the trade comes out later this month are you fucking kidding me no i i just saw that in i think it was well, in that, the previews. i wish i had looked i mean i thought i'd looked through previews maybe i didn't look good enough or well enough excuse me i had like yeah i had scrolled past it before i realized like what it was and then i went back up and was like oh my god what the hell because i was just thinking about that comic the other day and apparently no same same I also just was like, well, it's a dark horse book. Like, it'll just take a while. And then I guess it, I mean, it was only, what, four issues anyway? And two, right. of, the yeah, I guess that and makes sense. two of the issues that came out. I don't know. Maybe they'll do what Marvel did and just, like, decide to actually release the last two issues. That would be cool. But 
I because I hate I hate that because like then I have those first two issues and then I then I have a trade and then that happened with that book's the seeds that I was reading oh, too. Right. Yeah. The first like the first two issues came out and then it like changed to trade. So like now you're stuck with those issues. Yeah, I'm stuck with those issues, and then I'm like, well, do I really want to spend the money on the trade? Because, like, the issues were, you know, six bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, and I'm looking it up here. It looks like there were supposed to be five issues. Okay. And only two of them were listed, but on the third one, it says pre-publication. So maybe they are s- still going to release them? I don't I know. No idea. That's anyway, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so now <laughs> I have uh, this man, Marie and the Worry Wart, and it's a comic about anxiety, and this is comics about anxiety. Uh, so it's like several little like short stories about like her little anxiety friend and like what he does to get into her head and just like fills her with you know anxiety. <laughs> It's, uh, it's hella, hella, hella relatable. <laughs> the word back? I'm in my, I'm in my old bedroom. I just, like, you know. Teenage champ in the house. Oh my god. <laughs> I just got possessed by teenage me. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm sorry. I seizure for a minute. I got stressed out. I was like, what beer are you drinking? Call 911, Zoom. She drank too much wheat. Help her. Uh, no, I didn't mean to say hello. It, <laughs> now I'm filled with anxiety. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but no, I think this is very relatable for anybody who does suffer from anxiety. She also covers like some of the stuff that happens with her for like her OCD like a couple little comics about that as well and then in the end she kind of you know talks about her personal experience and encourages anybody like who's suffering from like anxiety or any sort of like mental illness to seek help if they're able to otherwise like she gives other alternatives for like people who are suffering with with anxiety to like kind of seek out so you know, and I, I think she's really real about it, too, because, you know, she understands that, like, you know, mental health isn't accessible to everybody, especially, like, money-wise, so. Right. Yeah. Does, does she uh, include phone numbers for help and stuff? Uh, honestly, I... No. No phone numbers, but there is a website that's, like, a online crisis network with like live chop chop chat options live chop actions uh live chat options so well that's pretty cool now yeah yeah i mean and if you're somebody like me like who also suffers from anxiety like the last thing i'd want to do if i was going through a crisis would be like talk to somebody on the phone right imagine unless unless I knew them (laughs) like if I knew them sure but otherwise no some stranger where I'm like I'm having a bad fucking time oh my god I'm sorry I just discovered the video filters 
oh, making okay. me download stuff, but I'm not going to. I was trying to figure <laughs> out how to make the screen, the whole screen. I finally figured it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now I have Chew. This is issue number three. Uh, this actually introduces you to what happens in issue numbers one and two. So you basically don't even have to read issues one and two to like read this. But this talks about, uh, God, what's his name? Sorry. Ong Chu, who is the grandfather of all of the, all of the Chews. So wait, okay. I guess I never thought about this before. Chu is their last name, right? Yeah. So it's at all least in specialty. Huh? And also their specialty, because they eat yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. they or they they like they somehow have powers that are like involved with eating food. That's sick. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this is this goes over the grandfather and how he found Nazi gold and basically how he's just like this bastard who will kill anyone for whatever the fuck he wants. And in this issue, uh, a hitman was sent after Saffron, who is the main chew we're following, who robbed the mob boss and all of this mm -hmm. stuff has been happening to. Her shitty boyfriend sent the hitman to kill her twin sister instead, Sage. Sage and Saffron. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, Food. I love it. <laughs> so the hitman is killing, like looking out for her and comes to the nursing home that the grandfather is in and that Sage works in. And so they basically kill the hitman, pin, pin the death on the grandfather since he's just like been this like wild piece of shit throughout time. Mm -hmm. It's oh, uh, a... It's a, it's a wild story. <laughs> I don't know, like, I just, there's something about it I do enjoy, even without knowing, like, the background of Chew, short of, like, you know, the basic idea of what it's about. Right. So, I, I'm getting to know everybody in a different way, and maybe I'll go back and read, like, whatever, I think there's, like, 12 trades of Chew, so, like, what, 60 issues or something? I, I didn't realize it went on for that long. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of trades. That doesn't mean anything, though. Yeah, it's true. Having chair problems? Yeah, I just really wanted to, like, sit back, but this is how low I get when I do it. <laughs> completely relaxed. Lay back. <laughs> I feel like I can't see anything from down here. It is really cozy, though. That's what like, they said. I feel, <laughs> also, like, guys... Killed a, killed a fly, just murdered a fly. With your bare hands? Oh my god. With my bare hands. You, you're out of control today. We're spiraling already. <laughs> we spiraled when we began. That's I true. told you I was sleep deprived. That's All right. It. Hold on. Ready? I'm up my notes because I took some notes for this one. Okay. All right. Ready. We've got alienated. This is issue number six this is the last issue it is acceptance Ooh, and I didn't in the back yeah i do that for every issue i forgot that they did that yeah you do do it for every issue that's why i was like surprised i was like uh, just so blown away by this one though yeah this issue 
this was such a great wrap up to the whole story and you know i i don't want to ruin anything about any of the story as a whole i just think it just does a really great job of kind of capturing being a teenager and not understanding your feelings and then also letting them take take you over to a point where you're ready to destroy everything for no other reason except for you know yourself right um okay do you want me to read the notes i wrote for it i i guess i went real hard on just like two issues and then i got to the ludocrats and i was like what do i even say about this that's why you just do little points so then you can just like talk about them and like be like oh okay Okay. I, I mean, I, I got a few after that initial text that I had sent to you, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> said, uh, in the previous issue, they set it up so we know there's not going to be a happy ending for these characters, which I think makes the story more sad because they're already so damaged. Um, hold on. The following of these three characters as the story evolves is relatable because despite everything being teenagers, and at that age, they just want to be seen, which is where a lot of white boy Sam, all of his angst and stuff comes from. Um, Chip, the alien, is a crucial part of the story because he bonds with them and he gives us a chance to see what these kids are thinking while they struggle with their own identity and growing up. And then I just talked about the colors. I got real high and was like let's look what what these colors mean because the color scheme in it is really good this is the first time we've really talked about getting high yeah well you know um so then what i said about the colors i went real deep into the symbolism (laughs) that i noticed um the blue shades throughout the book are were interesting to me after reading about it because among other things they signify like freedom imagination and even sensitivity Mm -hmm. which in a lot of scenes when they're going through it's it's blue shaded and then the orange that is just randomly thrown in there with the blue is it makes it seem really anxious but orange also signifies imagination and acceptance so i don't know if that was on purpose or if that was me just like losing my mind for a minute and falling into a rabbit hole of colors but (laughs) that's what i got i mean it makes sense like you know, how colorists work, like, hand in hand with, like, everything going on, and yeah. it's, like, a crucial part of, like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> a crucial part of, like, everything that happens in, within comics, you know, mm-hmm. like, Walking, I- De- Walking Dead is one of those few comics that's, like, black and white, and that's, like, just continuous for such a long period of time, like, the entire time. Yeah, except for next week, the first issue of the Redux colorful comes in i was mad i forgot i got it true true i remembered i didn't even get it for my mom because i was like well i don't you know what i should i'll just i'll i'll get it for my mom but i don't want my copy because i didn't get any ones after that i just wanted to see what it looked like okay i'll just be sure yeah what am i going to do with one single colored issue of the walking dead that came out like 15 years ago I don't know. It'll it'll probably be worth money. Like in the end, you could probably sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like get that bitch and like back and forth real fast. See, that's the thing is like I'd give it to my mom and then I'd be like, read this, but give it back to me because I want to sell this. Yeah. 
this is like, this is my money. Like I've made her give me back several Walking Dead issues for that reason. Did you start getting them for her like at the beginning? No, I didn't start getting them for her until she read like three compendiums worth. Okay. And then you so, just like the tail end of it. Yeah, because it was one of those things where I didn't, you know, she was obsessed with the show, like, mm -hmm. obsessed, and so that got her, like, once the omnibus came out, she got, like, that first one, and then she got the second one, and then she bought the third one, and then I was like, well, I guess I'll, because by that point, I had started, like, a pull file at the shop, so I was like, I guess I'll just pick these, oh, it started as a Christmas present. I was okay. like, I'll pick up, I'll pick up these issues every month because I'm already going to the shop. What the fuck else am I going to get my mom for Christmas? Right. <laughs> Why not issues of The Walking Dead? She seemed to enjoy it, so whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, she does really, really enjoy it. So yeah, that's what I started doing, and then I just kept doing it, and it was just like a long-term Christmas gift. A full-time Christmas. Yeah, I don't know what else to get people for Christmas besides, you know, comic books. I mean, I like to gift people bones. It's mostly because I just like to see how they react to it. It's just a fun little experiment for me. Like on Wendy's birthday, I was like, I'm going to give her this skull. And it was just like this tiny skull that I had dyed purple. And I just handed it to her and she went, thanks. <laughs> Which was probably the best one because she didn't try to hide her confusion like most people do. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Now I have year zero. <laughs> this is issue number five. This is the last issue of this story. There's another like second half that doesn't follow the, the same characters. So this is like the end of the line for these characters. And it just kind of leaves it, like, open-ended for, like, a lot of them, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, where they're just kind of doing doing their thing, like, kind of finishing their tasks that they wanted to do in the first place, and then leaving it, I guess, up to your imagination to an extent. Does, um, I can't remember their names, of course, but the, the white guy with the mullet who leaves because he thinks there's a girl does he end up like joining up with that kid yeah so the kid the kid was basically just like can we go back to like your place <laughs> and and so i i believe his name is bob uh Sorry, it's like an old man name like it just seems weird to me that people who go by the name bob were born with the name robert and they chose to go by the name bob yeah, his name is Bob. Uh, like, yeah, he's just like, you know, I was hope because Bob's like wa wandering around this kid's house and he's like, you, you've got nothing here, like, except for dog food. And he's like, where's the dog? And the kid's like, I ate the dog. Like, I, <laughs> he had to kill the dog because he didn't have any food and he was hungry. And so he's just like, I was hoping, you know, we could go back to your place. And then like the end, they're kind of like sitting on the couch, like, watching television together and the kid is just like I don't know being like anyone that you're super annoyed by because they're fucking dumb as hell mm -hmm. but he's like I this is like one of the only people left like and I have to also help take care of them like this mm -hmm. isn't 
it's like more than him. It's, it was an interesting ending, especially like I think with that character. And I think all of the characters really did have an interesting ending. Also, a nice thing to note in here is because, you know, they have all of the history of the how the zombie outbreak happened. Mm-hmm. They do a zombie Jesus. Is it at least done well? Yeah, yeah. It's not like he straight up says zombie Jesus, but it's just basically, like, how the crucifixion, like, talks about the last three days and how, like, Christ has risen. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar with this everybody is. This was taught to me over and over again in in Catholic Church, but... I only learned that we killed him. Yeah. Two you did. The same story. <laughs> I, I I had to watch you guys do it every Easter. Look, I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a zombie outbreak. It'll be cool. But yeah, just like goes over him like rising from the tube and them not, you know, him not. I shoved him in a tube. At least I have the decency to put him in a fucking cave. Tomb. Okay, that's way better. (laughs) Yeah, they just shoved Jesus Christ into a really large tube. I mean, what are you gonna do? Couldn't find a cave, didn't have it available. It's gonna be like, they'll open it in three days, and it'll be like one of those, like, things that just, like, springs out, like... Snakes. (laughs) Yeah. But Jesus. Yes. All right, so now that we've been absolutely ludicrous... Are you ready? Yes. I'm pulling up my notes here. Sorry. Let's see. Okay. We got Ludocrats. Issue number five. This is the last one of the series. All right. Let's go over your notes. Okay. I turned them into bullet points. So this is what it says. Um, High art. Um, proves that comics don't have to be long-running storylines to be good. Um, It is goofy and nonsensical, and I can't even properly explain what the story's about at this point, but I just know that I loved it. That's, uh, that's, you know, that's true. It's Mm -hmm. not wrong. Uh, There was a plot, but it was also just, like, all over the place. Like, of course there's a single plot. Yeah, so the main, like, story throughout the whole thing or, like, what they're trying to achieve throughout these five issues, five, like, just issues is that uh, Otto's brother, the high ludocrat, basically, has been uh, imprisoning and murdering, like, murdering through death, like, because he has the power, uh, Mm -hmm. other ludocrats because they're not being ludicrous enough. So Otto teams up with Grady. Grady turns evil. (laughs) And Otto is double-crossed by all of his, like, closest friends because he's put on trial and finally caught by his brother who has been trying to catch him this whole entire time because he's not, he's saying Otto is not being ludicrous enough. Mm -hmm. He's going against their laws. Yeah, he's going against their laws. And his whole... His whole plan, I don't know, do we, do we just, do we just give it all up? Like, I mean, I feel like it doesn't take away from the excitement of the story, so. Yeah, and I think you'll get there regardless. Maybe not. Uh, (laughs) So, during Otto's trial, he is found guilty, 
but greedy, not evil, still in love with Otto, double crosses the high ludocrat, Otto's brother, and frees Otto, and Otto tries to beat the shit out of his brother, which is one of my favorite parts. It's, like, absolutely insanely violent and, like, colored so well for, like, the violence. Uh, and, but in the end, they're like, don't stop. Like, let's let's see what his whole plan was. And his plan was to make everything as drab as possible because what's more ludicrous than that? It's uh it's so good. There there was a part in here that just of course there's always something that happens that just makes me laugh really hard. Um I'm trying to find it because it's just the way that it happens. Oh, it's when um is it Hades? Is that uh, his yeah, his okay. like partner. Yeah. Um Hades is saying <laughs> God, where is it? The moon still hangs in the sky as a grand testament to the extent of your failure, <laughs> your lifelong admission, ambition, the dream you came up with as a little boy. Look at it. Look at it. You never even destroyed the moon. Destroyed the moon. And he just starts crying. <laughs> I think my favorite part is like all of the back like matter where they're like busting through like the portraits like of the issues. Yeah. And then like when they're busting through like the works and stuff and I also just love the very like last page where it's like the ludicrousy cannot be contained it's... oh my god I didn't even see that to be completely honest I didn't flip to the very last page because I just saw that it was Kieran's other works which I yeah because yeah they just like bust through all of them it's 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 a perfect like I don't know that's like the night like the fun thing about comics and I think like almost the most important part of like making sure to check out the back matter because sometimes like it does contain way more than like you even thought it would yeah including, including author's notes which you and I both know anyway but like yeah we always read those <laughs> I'll sit here and complain about all the words that are in comics and then go to the back page to the author's notes and go yeah if I really like the author, I'll read it. Or if you tell I, me, I'll read it. I, I usually, like, about 90% of the time, and this is where I'll admit, uh, Kieran, at the end of, like, die, most of the time, I can't, I can't handle. I can't, get, it, I can't get through that back matter, especially, like, after reading an issue of die, it's like, dog, you just, like, scrambled the fuck out of my brain. I can't do this again. I can't read your words. I know. I still have to read that most recent number thirteen. Yeah, we. I, I have, have to, to get mine. I have to get mine from downstairs and read it. Yeah, because the new one comes out next week. And oh, god damn it! I know. I got really stressed out when I was looking at that. I'm just like, I can't get caught up. That's going to take me at least two hours to read. Are you ready to do this? Yep. All right. Oh it's yeah, that's part. Sorry. Wait, is that is that is that next? That's what I had yeah. next. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just for some reason thought you had one more comic, but okay. No. Department of Truth. <laughs> Issue number one. This is the one I took the most notes on. <laughs> All right. Give it to me, Doug. Okay. This is a spy thriller by James, and I actually learned how to pronounce his name correctly today through a Twitter thread. 
Yeah, because I like that Twitter thread. Yeah, that's how I saw it. It's James Tinnen. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't well, sound right when I say it, but that's apparently what it is. Uh, Martin Simmons and Aditya <laughs> Bidikar. Um, so this book is a, a lot about conspiracy theories and misinformation, and this is what I got from it. How easy it is to convince yourself that there's some sort of truth to the theories, and even harder to convince yourself that what you're seeing is somehow fabricated, but unable to figure out the truth. So I yeah, about the sure. actual story. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, do you got more there? Yeah, I got, I went on about the art. I don't know why the art was just really hitting me today, but I went on about the art. Once again, it's super important. Yeah. Go, go, go. Okay, so the the panels throughout the book are laid out in a grim form, a grid form, which I think gives it some sort of semblance of control, maybe throughout the story. That's how I interpret it anyway, but the visuals within the panels are very blurry, which makes the story in some ways difficult to follow or understand. Um, Cole, the main character, when it's always through his perspective, perspective, everything looks a bit off, but the things he's seeing still make sense to him. Like the people, how they all have the same smile. And like, mm-hmm. there's just something really uneasy through his perspective. Um, and also everything throughout the story just feels like a dream, the way that it's told, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. No, I agree with all those points 100%. I think the only thing like I would also like expand on too personally is just like, I don't know, as I'm reading this too, it's just like, I think we're dealing with so much like QAnon bullshit right now too, that like it's, this hits home in a weird way. And I don't know if he really meant it to, and I'm sure he did. But at the same time, like, I don't think he would thought it would hit as hard as it did now, especially, you know, seeing how many people share these like QAnon things that like are even people that you would like think would be smart enough not to do that and be able to like bet their sources and like look into it in a way where they're not just like eating that up but it also just shows like how easy it can be to like warp that perspective right that's yeah when i was uh i read it again because i had read the the preview that we had gotten for it when same same but I read it again just to get like a a fresh view on it and I think that despite all the conspiracies and stuff and the fact that it is like a spy thriller I think it's more or less about the passing of like misinformation yeah because it's part of the story for sure because it also touches on how strong misinformation can be especially Mm -hmm. if you can like if people believe it and they just spread it it can just be exactly what is like being presented here almost mm-hmm. you know obviously not to the level of like magic that it is but still uh also I did want to say like I I definitely saw those like glimpses within the art too where it was like a little more like hazy but I feel like in parts it just got like so much clearer like especially towards the end mm-hmm. when I think he was like coming to this realization of like maybe what was happening. I don't know. Right, like it's starting to make a bit more sense to him. Yeah. And if um, not, like, I don't know, maybe he's like, I guess also like, you know, he hasn't slept in days. Like, right. And he was like drunk. Yeah. Um, did you have an opinion on the letters? Cause that's another thing that I went off on. 
uh, let me actually, this is one of the things like I, I didn't No, not necessarily. Like I enjoyed the lettering. I actually enjoyed the boxes more than anything because I did like how the, like there were certain things that were like more filled in box wise than others, but I just, I my I favorite thing about it is like the narration, like him telling the story and stuff. It looks like, um, it's like a typed out report. Yeah. Which I, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. But it, yeah, that's it. I won't go on about it. <laughs> no, that's, it doesn't that make is what, sense, this is what this funny. is for. This is no. why we do this. So maybe some, oh God, sorry dogs. Maybe somebody's interested. Uh, yeah, I, I also read that when we got the preview, but that was like two months ago, so I had yeah. to reread that. And I, well, as I was reading it, I don't think that I had read it all the way through the first time, because mm. I probably started reading it on my phone, and you know how it looks on the phone, it just doesn't look very good, so I think I've like stopped reading it, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I gave it a 9 out of 10, um, which is funny, because then Alienated is... <laughs> A five out of five? Yeah. So I don't know what grading system I was going on because those are the only two that I rated. So I don't know. It was a uh, weird. Uh, now we have Sea of Stars. This is issue number seven. Uh, I did not take any notes for this. You and didn't I, take any notes? I don't know why, no. This was the first one that I read. I actually really like this issue. I think, I feel like it's gotten better in the last, like, what, three or four issues where, like, the kid and the dad have, like, interacted, the moon blew, blew up, and then, like, the dad's kind of, like, on a crazy, I don't know. I think he's just finally snapped, like, he's in space. Yeah, he's I know. Getting his kid back, and now he's not, so he's just, like, he's the personification of that gif of that guy flipping the computer and the keyboard and it just says fuck this and fuck that that's what the dad is right now yeah no i that was like the yeah the only way i was going to describe it so it's like kind of like lost it just yeah. like fuck just, it yeah i'm done who fucking cares we're in the fucking stomach of a leviathan we're floating through space <laughs> My kid has a weird magic stick inside of him, and I lost him again. That's, 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 sea, that's sea of Stars. <laughs> Seven issues of that. But it's been good. I still really enjoy it, and I don't think the kid is so much of a dick anymore. Yeah, also because the kid is also realizing, like, his, his mistakes and, like, his misgivings, I guess. All because of the... <clears throat> my god the robot machine alien thing i still don't know what it is computer it's a like a robot security system i need one of those <laughs> uh okay that's all i got about sea of stars actually that's all i got too i said all right. everything. i said everything <laughs> so now so now we both read this like if you can read it yeah to yeah i mean technically there are some words in here mm -hmm. uh this is mystery octobriana this is i learned a little bit about this before we we got on because i wanted because it talks about like how 
this was like a character who was made in like the past so i wanted to make sure all of this was real and this is in fact like a character that existed in like 1971 russia uh this man basically kind of took all of these other creators like character like art and care like characters and like made them into this like comic book and like distributed it but it was like anti-soviet business and so like it became kind of a a thing but then it also became public domain right in the end because at in the end nobody knew who actually like owned this character right because so many people had made like artwork about them and also like the original person putting out this comic didn't give any like credit to any of the people who did any of the artwork or anything damn i was gonna say that's kind of like todd mcfarlane except todd's an ass and just steals stuff from people and then claims it's his uh can't get into that but we'll save that for another time but like i don't know this was uh jim rugg's yes take on the character and it was just basically a robot stalin trying to take over the world and octobriana taking him on just revolution yeah fighting the colors can you show the colors yeah i'll show the colors yeah this i guess since we're talking about getting high in this (laughs) in this now i suppose i suppose I suppose if you smoke that jazz grass, should smoke that jazz grass. Are you only saying that because you play the saxophone? You're a jazz head. You use every opportunity to use the word. You do. You always say. (laughs) Just walk into a room. Jazz. All right, but just. Take some drugs. Look at those. And look at the comics. Oh god, they're so good though. It is. It is. It's like really great. Oh, there's boots. They clash. They don't really like. They shouldn't go well together. No. End it all. But like under a blacklight, this shit would look like trippy as fuck. Yo, we should eat some mushrooms and get a blacklight and those like planet star things that glow in the dark and just hang them all over the place and then just fucking look at that book. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't either. That sounds terrible, but like like part of me is like, you know what? That might be great. That might be a really good time, but the other part of me is like, hell that wouldn't. <laughs> Cuz I would be like, okay, what now? Do I just like read this over again? I'd need at least 20 of those different yeah, I, to keep me I busy. Think- I think both of us would just, like, rip out some other comic books. Be like, let's look what these look like, too. Yep, and it would be three hours of us just pulling out different ones with the same kind of paper and saying, let's see what this one looks like, and it all looks exactly the same. But also, also just, like, touching it, because you know that, like, the feeling of comic, like, different comics mm-hmm. would just, yeah. That's, that's another talk for another time. We should go down that road, though. Yeah. Well, we got to try it first, and then we can talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, first, I think I have, right? Yeah. This giant size X-Men tribute. Uh, I'm going to say ween wrong, so I'm just going to say ween wine. I always thought it was wine. Wine and Cockrum. So this is just 58 different artists taking wine's original script for giant size X-Men number one and making their tribute to it based on uh, Cochrane's layouts as well. Uh, I guess also this giant size was like five years after a break from the original X-Men books and was like such a huge hit. Like that's like, this is why X-Men came back because it was also like a different team, like a whole different like setup. Do you remember that one point like two years ago when you were fixing the Marvel wall and you said, I, I am just like so tired of X-Men. They just need to stop putting X-Men out. And now there's like three times as many X-Men stories. There are. And I'm a little mad about it, but also my dumbass. We fell for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I fell hard. And, and you know what? That leads us into X-Factor number four because this book was fucking great. <laughs> Yes. I, uh, I don't know. There's something about, like, how all of these X writers work together. And, like, you can see it very strongly throughout this, like, X of Swords stuff. And even before that, like, think about Cable when Cable pulled the sword out of that thing's foot in the very first issue. Yeah, way before this whole thing started. But. So it's. Yeah, so it's one of those things where I'm just like, damn, like, I can't wait. Like, this is part two of 22, and if every issue is as good as, like, one and two, I've got nothing to complain about, I think. (laughs) No, I was just thinking if I would have anything to complain about. (laughs) I don't think I would either. I it's thought it just was a very a very good issue. Um, and my favorite part is when I don't know why Magneto speaks like this sometimes, but he told his daughter, "Don't dally." Who says that? <laughs> like I know he's old, but like he's not British, right? I mean, I think he's German. No. Yeah, he would be German. So I guess that makes more sense, but I just always assume that like British people say that, like, <laughs> like you know, who says that? <laughs> yeah. And he's old, yeah, but he's not like 150, so there's no reason. Maybe one of the times he was brought back, it just like unlocked something in him. He's like, oh, I'm German Could and this is how I speak. But I don't know. It was just weird. That was it. I don't know why that bothered me. Uh. Yeah, I mean, that didn't personally bother me, but also, I don't know, I was interested, like, I I feel like they made this character that, like, I'm not very familiar with, like, meaningful to me. His daughter? Uh, I mean, also his daughter, but also, like, Rockside. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. everything, everything they've done with that character, like, when they, you know, talked about him in issue 12 of X-Men mm-hmm. like when or when, was it 10 when he like started the chess game or was it 12 when they started the chess game oh. 11 yeah no it was 11 because that's the one 
that has Magneto all buff and glistening. Yes. Wait, that was, yes. Okay, yes, yes. I was like, wait, was that giant size? No. <laughs> There's too many X-Men books. Way too many. Uh, but yeah, like, they introduced him very, like, briefly in that, and I was like, oh, this character's, like, really interesting that I don't really know anything about. And then, like, you knew when Summoner got more information out of him about, like, what his powers were, it, he was going to be more meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, what they did with this character within all of this and what they did with all of the resurrection protocols and making it very, you know, this threat very real. And that also, um, sorry, I'm looking at Brock Slide real quick. Um, but it settled that conversation that we had had, was it last week, about when you die in the other world? Because I just assumed that if you died there, you wouldn't be able to be brought back based off yeah. of how they were acting. But that's not the case. You can be brought back. However, something is wrong. I don't want to go into like too much detail because it's kind of important to the story. Yeah. And I just like, I really like, I don't know. I think coming when you came out of House and Powers, you know, you just felt like, they were like the mutants were invincible at this point like nothing was going to take them down and i think it's just like this was something that was like yo that's not necessarily the case and i kind of love like as much as i hate this at the same time because i've fallen in love with apocalypse i do love the fact that it's like kind of caused by him like it's Mm -hmm. basically his fault because you know his whole like love of krakoa and, like, mutants at this point was just because, like, they could become, come back, they were gods, like, they had invincibility, and this is just, like, no, and then also, like, your actions have consequences, and, like, which is something that I don't think, I mean, like, he knew that it would all come back on him, but I don't think he knew the extent of what would happen to the people around him. I think Uh, he took for, took for granted his relationships. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, that whole scene with Richter, that's the part that I, I don't know, I thought it was just really good, that connection that they have, because it, very few X-Men have been able to allow Apocalypse to show that side of him, where he does, mm-hmm. he does have feelings and stuff, so seeing that with Richter was really cool, because why Richter? Yeah. Oh, like, that's, I just thought that was really interesting. I just, yeah, this whole, and maybe this is why I'm going to love Exoswords so much, is just because I feel like it's just making Apocalypse such, such a, like, like, it's it's forcing him to become humble. Mm -hmm. Like, he has no other choice at this point, like. Yeah, because he doesn't do everything, like, he's a very smart man, and he does have, like, a lot of plans and stuff, but he is not aware of how things will play out. Like, he can be ready for anything except for that sort of situation. If Apocalypse was here and called, heard you call him a man, like, just imagine that. Well, I'm going to do it until he tells me how to pronounce his name appropriately. It's a uh, name. But, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm in for this ride 100%. I'm, I'm mad, but I'm in. I just want the swords. I I hope that when Wolverine comes out next week, we get to see what makes him decide to pick up the sword. 
Because I, I assume that's when it's going to happen because he's on the cover with the sword. With if all the... Doesn't for some reason? No, he has to because he was... Yeah, the there's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. That's, that's actually it, right? No, that's it. We're done. Wow. We're done. Next yeah. week, you, you have 18 books? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I haven't counted because when you said you had 18... I knew it had to be close to the same, so I wasn't going to even, I'm not going to fuck with that. Stop counting because this is already too many, but just like my anxiety was just through the roof because I just kept scrolling. I was like, oh my God, there's another one. Oh my God, I'm at 14. So yeah, I'm getting a lot of books. This will be pretty much the equivalent um, because I'll probably get like reorders and stuff too for damages. So it'll be the equivalent of all those books that we got like right before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And I, cause I know at least for sure I'm getting three, like the three X-Men books. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry sure. these animals are insane right now. <laughs> he wants your attention. All right, let's get this okay. done. All right, so <laughs> we will, See you next week.